Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. Michelle? So? <laughs> uh, I have a problem. Okay. And I've been told it's important to admit when you have a problem. Uh, <laughs> I have moles or gophers really, really bad. How is that a problem? Because they're tunneling through my yard and causing these molehills that are making me fall and hurt my ankle. Just, just like put a cone so you know where it is. The problem is that I have to put a cone every time I hurt my ankle, I guess. No, you just walk the whole yard. You find all the holes. You like they, go and, and on they, your hands and knees. And, and I then ask like, the mole, please don't make any more holes. Yes. These are the acceptable amount of holes. Mm-hmm. Create a <laughs> law that says no more, no more holes. When digging holes is illegal, only outlaws will dig holes. <laughs> Look, no one wants to take your holes away. We just want sensible, we want common sense hole reform. <laughs> That's what I tell the mole, right? We exactly. Sensible hole control. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why any of this is a problem. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I, I'm trying to figure out what to do about them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to kill them. Yeah. That's like the thing I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and luckily there are like lots and lots and lots of options that are not killing them. Good. I think I know how to not kill them. What, but what are the options that you found? Well, uh, okay, so the problem is every mole, uh, what do you call it, you know, every thing to get rid of moles, to scare them away, to whatever, is is like, maybe it works, and like half the internet absolutely positively says it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first one I went with was the noise uh, control. That don't really work. Yeah. Did it work? I don't think so. Uh, about half of the people I talked to said it did. <laughs> and, uh, Rachel's uncle, uh, who, uh, lives on a farm swears by them. So. Sorry. So, I don't want to forget what I was going to say. So I'm writing it down because <laughs> it just took me a while to think about it. Okay. okay. There we go. I underline it. <laughs> We maybe we should get you a notepad. No, no, um, I have one over there, but it's too far away. <laughs> but um, so I installed the two spikes, and for those who do not know, those who are not in the mole know, they there's this uh, claim that moles and gophers are very sensitive to certain frequencies of sound. Um, so if you stick these stakes into the dirt every thirty seconds, they let out this uh, very specific sound into the ground. That's and terrible. especially, especially if you have clay, uh, like if you have clay ground, which I do, it reverberates through the whole thing, and it can potentially one stake is supposed to cover like fifteen hundred uh, feet square feet. Mm-hmm. So I put one on the far side of my yard and one in the flower bed in front of my house, 
So they should overlap a lot. Um, the, the funny thing, the moles, uh, are not at all in my backyard. They're only in my front yard. Oh. Uh, I think, oh. I think the soil is looser in my front yard. Um, we have done stuff to it. Like we've had to plant grass. We've pulled trees out. I'm guessing that that's just made the soil looser because there mm-hmm. are no molehills whatsoever in my backyard. Like not a single one. Um, so this year, uh, thanks to lockdown and everything, I've become a very, uh, you know, involved yard keeper. <laughs> so I'm noticing all these goddamn molehills when I mow. I'm just like, what the, oh, and I didn't know what it was at first. I just saw this big pile of dirt. I was afraid it was like a nest or something. I got really scared. I was afraid I was going to hurt it. Oh no! And, and then it was just a molehill. And then um, you're like, I'll just hurt it. It's fine. Ah, vrrr, good. I watch the world burn, but, uh, so yeah. Uh, so I installed these thingies. The only problem is that they take, uh, up, up to 14 days to be effective. They just, the moles just like, at, they just like, they can only take so much kind of deal. Like they think oh, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. And then it- I don't know if it's that I, I I'm guessing that it's not like it hurts them. I'm guessing it just makes it unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So they keep hanging out there and then eventually they're going to be like, ah, we're going to go to this yard. It's way less annoying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing is supposed to happen. Um, the other option is these pellets that you can sprinkle all over your lawn that penetrate into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're like made of castor oil and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. all natural stuff. And the only problem with that is, <laughs> So your note was castor oil. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, they, they sell these uh, granules of it. Mm-hmm. Um, although there was another, <laughs> there was, there was a, another holistic treatment for moles at the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And on the front, it says 80% dried blood. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know that I need to be involved with this. Thank you, but I'll politely decline. What kind of blood? I didn't say. I guess if it was like mole blood, it would be disturbing for them. I guess so. Maybe they don't like the smell of blood. I mean, who does like the smell of blood? Lawyers? Okay. Um, But but yeah, so I'm going to try the steaks, um, which like I said, literally on the internet, it's literally like half. The people are like, they work, they work great. The other half are like, they don't work at all. Um, mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, it's just that the castor oil, well, the, the pellets that have castor oil in them, it's like a three-step process. It's a, honestly, is a lot more work than doing mm-hmm. the steaks. Yeah. So if you're going to try the steaks first. Okay. Um, Cause I just want them to go away. And if you go to like hardcore homeowner sites, they're like, kill them. That's literally what the, ho- the hardcore homeowner says. It's <laughs> like set a trap and kill them. Yeah. Make them die. Yeah. That's that's kill. good. Kill. Uh, <laughs> that's but I mean that's like what I read cuz I don't want to kill them. Um They're cute. I already had a bad experience with uh with uh trying to kill a mouse in in my apartment in New Jersey and that was just a horrible experience and I don't mm-hmm. want to kill I don't want to kill anymore Michelle. Good. I don't want to kill anymore. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but no, so you were going to mention castor oil. Do you have like an experience with moles? Uh, I think my dad had voles 
or something mm. or and he I'm pretty sure he used castor oil maybe even those pellets um and it did work okay. so it did yeah unless this Good. is none of this actually happened but it's but I definitely know about <laughs> it from somewhere and it don't, I do feel <laughs> like it happens <laughs> and that's what really matters at the end of the day how you feel is yeah. what truly matters yeah uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm trying my best. I was not prepared for this mole problem. We've never had them. Uh, but That's the weird so thing cool. is we have like, <clears throat> we have tons of gophers. Uh, there's a school near me mm-hmm. and the gophers are like out of control. I mean, there That's are so- like, gopher holes all over, like all over, right up against the building everywhere. There are gophers. And whenever That's I so take nice. Henwolf, Henwolf tries to catch herself a gopher. Aww, so No, I don't like that. I don't know what she would do if she caught it, to be honest, because she's not really much of a killer. Um, Chicano, I think, would kill one. Chicano just has that look in his eyes where he's like, I'm going to kill something and act cute while I do it, because that's how much I don't understand. Oh, God. No, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's been like one of the big events has been uh, dealing with the mole issue. That's uh, that's important. I, I still think you should. I still think you should just leave them and see if they come out and, and take pictures of them and see if you can like pet them. Try to become friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the. They're tearing up my yard. Okay. I mean, I under, I guess I understand. I need my yard to be okay. Why do you not care about my struggles? <laughs> I have a hole in my backyard that I don't know what it is. It's been there like since I moved in. So I don't know if it's like a rabbit hole or a fox hole or I don't think that like them guys um opossums live in holes, but I don't know. So I don't know what it is. And I do trip over it all the time. So I think possums are too mysterious to truly know where they live. Mm, maybe. But uh, no, it's, it's been uh, it's been a pain and I wanted to ignore it. It's just that there, like every time I mow, there are like three or four more. Wow. Big moldings. It's pretty bad. And my next door or my across the street neighbor told me their backyard is completely torn up. Like the grass is, is dead in most of it and stuff wow. from all these tunnels. That's so cool. So <laughs> I, I don't think you'd think it was cool if your lawn was dead. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really know. Like, I guess I could do something else with my lawn instead of having grass. Cause like, you know, I, I don't really have grass. I have like weeds that like just grow in lawn form. So it doesn't actually matter what happens to them. I mean, I suppose I can see where you're getting at. Yeah. (laughs) I try to keep them looking nice. So. Oh, you try real hard. No, I really don't. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Actually. Um, well, I don't know. I'm so I'm trying to get rid of the moles. Um, and then uh, last time we we talked about uh, when we were talking, Henwolf was uh, in surgery. Well, she was out of surgery, but I hadn't picked her up yet. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> what an experience this has been. 
Um, she's insane. What is the problem? Um, <laughs> well, she's she's got a big giant cone, but her head is like the size of your head. Mm-hmm. So the cone is just gargantuan. And literally in the first five or six minutes she was home, she just knocked everything over. Everything on the coffee table, both of the TV trays I had up, and all the movies on my on my uh, on my um, entertainment center. Everything was just knocked right down. Yeah, it's, that's not good. And a friend of mine saw her, like, you know, zooming through things and getting the cone stuck. And uh, and he was like, oh, maybe she just can't walk backwards. And I was like, I have watched her walk backwards. <laughs> she just can't be bothered. It gets caught on something. So she just forces her way through it. Like, screw mm-hmm. this. Like, I'm going anyway. Um, and the cone is now it's been one week as we are recording. This has been one week since she came back from the vet. And that cone is so full of stress fractures. <laughs> like, it's got little stress bends all over it i'm wondering if it's gonna make it the full two weeks because she's a juggernaut it i i would like it to to just kind of like disintegrate you know would be kind of cool yesterday she got caught coming in from outside and ripped it halfway off and i had to refasten it oh wow and the worst part is it's so damaged she's not trying to get out She's just trying to live her, you know, juggernaut insanity dog life. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's going interestingly to say the least, but, um, also we had some mishaps, her, uh, pain medicine made her sick, uh, which was worrisome. So we had to stop giving her pain medicine. She didn't even seem to notice this dog is terrifying. Apparently <laughs> she doesn't know pain and doesn't care about pain. So, uh, but yeah, when they handed me, uh, her with, well, handed me kind of, I mean, she's big, but when they gave me her back and she had the cone on, I'm driving away. And literally as I'm driving away, I'm like, Hey, how long does she need to wear this cone? So I call them and I'm like, uh, nobody told me how long she's wearing the cone. And they're like, Oh, well, have you scheduled a time for her to have the staples taken out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And she was like, okay, well that's when the, when the cone should be removed. And I was like, that's in two weeks. Wow. And the lady was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> she has to wear this thing for two weeks. And she was like, well, unless you can come up with a way to keep her from chewing on the stitches and you can absolutely take it off. And I was like, uh, uh, oh God, she's, and then, and then I, she comes home with the coat and all it does is scare Chicano shitless. <laughs> he was so afraid of her in the cone. <laughs> That poor guy. I know, I know. So it's been um it's been a week full of dog stuff. I think the first three days, not only was Henwolf not quite herself, but Chicano was just glued to me in fear of this coned monster rampaging through the house. I mean, doesn't he understand that it's his friend with like a weird collar thing on? Don't you think that's kind of scary? Like if your friend just walked up to you with a big collar, it was just like, Hey, sup. Wouldn't you be like, uh, not much. Well, I might at least try to figure out. No, I probably pretend like everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while you, while you like uh, covertly call the police. Mm-hmm. No, no. Cause I have to just, cause I probably just don't remember them having a big cone that they always have. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> 
Well, he got over it pretty quick. Um, but then, so, you know, I've only had, I've had Chicano about a year and two or three months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the other night it was a cool night out. So I opened my blonde or my, uh, windows and then somebody very nearby started setting off fireworks and, you know, the 4th of July is coming up and stuff. So that stuff happens, but, um, he got scared really bad mm-hmm. and started like attaching to me. And that's what he does. He wow. doesn't like whine or hide. He'll walk right up to you and just like lean into you with all Aww. of his body weight. Like he just has to be really close to you and that's fine. Sweet. But then, uh, a boom was so loud that it made me jump and it made Henwolf bark who doesn't usually react to that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he finally, he just started shaking a little bit. So oh, no. I had to lift him up and lay him on my chest on the couch and just like hold him tight until he stopped panting oh. so hard. Um, so poor guy. I, I, you know, he's, he's a very tender dog. He had a rough time. Um, so I'm going to take him to the vet in the next week or so and see if they can give me some kind of an anxiety medication for the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. just so that he doesn't have to spend the whole time in complete and utter fear. Yeah. Um, but I also much like the mole repellent, uh, I researched dog anxiety medicine, you know, stuff that isn't just Xanax. yeah. Yeah. And it's all like, well, and there's this thing called Celio. Which people rave about it because it's it's a anti-anxiety for dogs that's not a full-blown sedative. So supposedly mm-hmm. your dog will act kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Like your dog will be like, hey, I'm feeling all right. I'm just not, I'm just kind of chill. Um, and people rave about it. And it's really easy to give them because you just inject it into their, between their gum and their cheek and it, oh, no, no, no like, I mean like in a syringe with no needle. You just inject oh, okay. it. Okay, you just like oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no skin <sighs> penetration. You just you just squirt it right into between their gum and their cheek, and it just mm-hmm. absorbs through there. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, um, which is real easy for a dog like Chicano who won't take a pill mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally to give him pills, I have to grind them in a mortar and pestle till the powder is so fine that I can mix it with wet food, which he can't resist, but stir it up so that he can't avoid it. Like that's the only way because I tried just breaking it up and putting it on the wet food and eat, eat around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's such a little butt. But uh, so but so the funny thing is Celio apparently lots of people rave about it. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Like my dog is so much different. It only takes like fourteen minutes, and all of a sudden my dog is just being chill. Mm-hmm. But then other people are like, don't do it. The dog will just die. <laughs> And it's so extreme. I don't know. And then the worst part is, so then I look into it and like all of the medical information is like Celio has no known side effects. And then other people are like, yeah, unless your dog just fucking dies. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, I don't want my dog to just fucking die. Well, that might happen. (laughs) Trust me. I'm a person with no, with no profile picture on a message board. You don't subscribe to. And I'm like, "Ah, what do I do? Um, well in the medical profession sucks for, for practitioners. I mean, Mm -hmm. the pay is, is nice, but like it sucks. Um, there's a lot of that going around though. Like I, uh, I have the next door app, you know, where you could talk to people in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and somebody was like looking for a vet and somebody else suggested my vet 
who mm-hmm. I like my vet quite a bit. Um, in fact, last show I had talked about how I was pretty frustrated because they told me they had to do more tooth extractions than they thought and they need all that lab work. You know what? I, I made a mistake and I assumed. I assumed it was going to be a lot because – they had a low end estimate and a high end estimate. And I assumed that the high end estimate had been met by all the extra tooth extractions. And then when they said, we also need lab work and stuff, I was like, Oh my God, is it going to be like $1,600? It ended up being a hundred dollars less than the highest part of the estimate. So it was actually really not bad. And it was in the price range I was prepared for. Mm-hmm. They're good people. They are, and they do good work, but it's hard. Cause they're like a really busy vet hospital. They have uh, eight veterinarians on staff. Um, so if you call and you're like, my dog is sick, they could be like, well, he, if you're, if you're okay with seeing a different vet than your normal one, we can see him in, you know, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's not an emergency, if it's an emergency, they'll either see you then, or they'll reference you to the hospital, the emergency, mm-hmm. uh, the pet vet, pet med hospital or whatever it's called. So anyway, uh, but so people are like, yeah, that place is great. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm about to like say, yeah, that place is great. And then under, I just see somebody says, took my dog in for a routine tooth cleaning, came home and died a week later. <sighs> what? And then, and then, and, but then the, the people start prodding them like what? And then they're like, uh, well, my dog came back and was never really the same acted weird, had nasal problems from then on and then died shortly after. And I'm like, Okay. I mean, that's scary, but I mean, it's like, I have a lot of people that I care about and I respect very much who have had loved ones die and they wholeheartedly blame the hospital, Mm -hmm. even though it's, it was, I mean, like, I'm trying not to be a bastard, but like, it wasn't malpractice. Yeah, it wasn't because if it was lawyers would be doing stuff. But right. when they called right. lawyers, they looked at everything and went, sorry. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's the, the fact is like the hospital, it sucks, you know, like y- you go to the hospital and people are dying there. Mm-hmm. And the least, uh, the least reasonable person in the world is going to be the person who's just lost or is currently losing their loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be reasonable. They're going to be like, you didn't do enough. And it's like, well, clearly they, I mean, they died. I didn't do enough. I guess I should have, you know, climbed inside of them and breathed for them. I don't know. Like, you know, it's like, I can't, you can only do so much mm-hmm. and it sucks. Uh, but that's the, you know, that's the, that's why I have a, I do have a great deal of respect for medical professionals. Cause I, I don't think I could stomach it. Um, no, losing yeah, patients would, and stuff. I, be able to do that. I think that that, that alone, that's so much courage uh, to be like, I care about helping people so much that I will, watch people die and then get up the next day and be like, all right, I gotta go help people more. Yeah. 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 I don't, uh, and I don't like have enough confidence in myself to be like, I could keep those, the people alive that could be kept alive. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you gotta like tell people that the people they love died and I don't want to do that. That's when you, that's when you, uh, you call, you use your PTO and just be like, ah, other doctor will tell you that they're dead. (laughs) Michelle, it seems like you, you you use paid time off every afternoon for a couple of hours. What's up? Like, oh, I just don't want you know. Okay, that sounds people. like you might be a really bad doctor. <laughs> That's well, an awful just, lot of dead patients, and at the patients. same time, every day, <laughs> I just kill them at a certain time. <laughs> I like I like schedules. You're like if doctors can choose to wait one extra minute before they pull a baby out so they have an interesting time of birth, then what am I doing wrong? 
<laughs> this is a new skit of the program that I call Sociopath Michelle. <laughs> Everybody loves Sociopath Michelle. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> they just die every day at one thirty, right, right after my cucumber sandwich. Um, <laughs> If you're, uh, I'm all over the place today, but uh, you know, to be frank, and I'm happy to say this, it's been an uneventful week, and mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm going to take that with joy. Um, but you know what I did yesterday uh, or uh, Monday? I made a cucumber sandwich for the first time. Oh, have you ever made a cucumber sandwich? Like with cucumber and <laughs> no, and, no, and no, bread? No, with uh, <laughs> no, with raw steak and uh, motor oil. <laughs> Yeah, I've made a cucumber sandwich before. What did how did, what was your cucumber sandwich recipe? I don't know. I, it was like cucumbers and maybe there was some like butter or margarine and then I don't remember. Huh. Okay, so I made cucumber sandwiches because I was at the grocery store and I realized I've always wanted to have one. Uh-huh. And I was at the grocery store. So, and cucumber sandwiches require things that I literally never have. It requires white bread. I mean, traditional cucumber sandwiches. It requires white bread. It requires uh, cucumbers and it requires uh, uh, sour cream or not sour okay. cream, uh, uh, cream cheese, cream cheese. Oh, okay. And I never keep those things in the house. So I went and got all of those things and the, tra- the super hyper traditional English cucumber sandwich mm-hmm. is you take your white bread, you cut off the crusts for whatever reason you cut off the crusts. Then you, uh, it's too much flavor for the Brits. Yeah. Uh, then you take the cream cheese or the, yeah, the cream cheese and you mix it with a little bit of mayonnaise, like eight ounces of cream cheese, three tablespoons of mayonnaise. So it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of mayonnaise. And then you add fresh cut chives, about a tablespoon and about two tablespoons of fresh cut dill. Okay. Yeah. That sounds and, right. Yeah. And then you stir it all up real good. And then you put a thin layer on both sides of the sandwich and then a thin layer of cucumber on the bread. Mm-hmm. And then you put it together and cut it into three. This is the traditional so, way. Like, yeah. 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 Just sticks. Mm-hmm. Just sticks. Um, and I will say, so once I got over how mortified I was by how wasteful it was to actually cut the crusts off, because you can't just cut the crust. You've got to cut them into squares, basically. Mm-hmm. you know, inside of the crust. So like, I was just like mortified by how much sandwich I was losing making these things. Did, they're, did they're you, like, they're, sorry. Did you eat the crust? I did, but that okay. was because I was feeling guilty that there was so much over there mm-hmm. in the pile of plate. But, um, I actually like was dipping the crust in the goo, like the, 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 the sandwich goo, it was very good. Um, but these are meant to be like incredibly light, decadent sandwiches for tea time and, and stuff like that. And I just always wanted to try one. So, but then after I ate a couple, I ate two of them and I was like, but it was lunch. It was like dinner time. I was like, I need, I'm going to need more cucumber sandwiches or I'm going to need to eat something else. Like mm-hmm. this is really, yeah, there's like nothing yeah. going on in there. Uh, then I just made one with like the crust on just like a normal sandwich. I was like, eh, let's just rub some of this stuff on and, uh, da, da. and I start eating. I was like, this is fucking delicious. <laughs> it really is good. And, and the dill makes perfect sense. Cause dill and cucumber, you know, dill and pickles. And, mm-hmm. um, but it was really good. So I highly recommend don't do it entirely traditional, but if you feel like trying something different, take some cream cheese, some mayo, some dill and, uh, some chives, you okay. just stir it up and put it on bread and then put cucumber slices on it. It was really nice. Ideally on white bread. I haven't tried it on. I did do it on white bread. 
because uh, that's what it said. And also I had a loaf of white bread because mm-hmm. I bought white bread for the recipe. Again, another thing I never keep in the house, even when I'm keeping bread, um, I don't really like white bread very much. Uh, yeah. Although either. every now and then, I think I've talked about this before, but like every now and then I get a wild hair up my ass that I have to have like a grilled cheese like I am a child. <laughs> like, because when I make a grilled, let me, let me tell you something, Michelle. After being in lockdown for three months, I know how to make a grilled cheese. I have become very good at it. For the first four weeks, I ate a grilled cheese like every other day. To be honest, the idea of eating a grilled cheese right now sounds really disgusting. Uh, And I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Um, I just ate so many grilled cheeses. And I would like try a million things. I tried it with butter. I tried it with mayo. I tried it with, uh, uh, you know, olive oil. I did all these different things. But uh, let me tell you something. I don't remember what my point was about grilled cheese. No, uh, uh, I do. Um, no, like, so when I make a grilled cheese now, generally my move is you take a piece of bread and you put cheese on it. No, uh, you take a piece of bread <laughs> and you put, I like to put like the really thinly sliced deli cheese, mm-hmm. like the crazy thinly sliced deli cheese, one slice there, and then pile up some mixed, you know, uh, ground, uh, ground cheese, <laughs> shredded cheese. Okay. And then, and then, you know, and then you put it on the stove uh, in a pan and you cover it so that it starts to melt and then you flip it and blah, 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 blah. Um, but sometimes I just get this wild hair up my butt that I just want to grill cheese exactly the way my mom made it for me when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, it's gotta be like wonder bread mm-hmm. and, and it's gotta be American cheese slices and just, you throw a pad of butter onto the stove, onto the, onto the pan and then just put it on there and just do it. And sometimes that is just incredible. Now I'm thinking that might have to be what I have for dinner, except I have no American cheese in the house because why would I? Because so it's I might- good. I do like, I don't hate American cheese. Do you hate American cheese? No, do you I hate really America? Like- <laughs> I don't know, but I like American cheese. It's fine. I don't hate it. I, I like, I like most cheeses. I, I don't like blue cheese. Me neither. It's kind of gross. And I don't even mean because it's gross. I just mean I think it tastes kind of gross. Um, and then there's another cheese that I had recently. And I was like, wow, I really don't like this. Oh, I don't like Swiss cheese. You don't like Swiss cheese? That's no, weird. It's kind of like yeah. hard and I don't like it. So what's what's your top cheese? I like I like 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 pepper jack cheese and that kind of stuff. That's the right answer. Pepper jack's good. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for provolone. Provolone's good. Yeah. In fact, the, the grilled cheese I made the most was was just all white cheeses. It was just provolone, a slice, a thin slice of provolone, and then just uh, mozzarella just mm. sprinkled all over it. And exactly. it would just be this like impossibly stretchy <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich. Man, maybe I will have grilled cheese for dinner. What's good with grilled cheese if you have mozzarella and you can have like um, lots of pesto and then you put pesto in it instead of like butter or something. And you get a pesto grilled cheese, but with also maybe tomatoes in it and some basil. This is becoming a big event. <laughs> I like when I make grilled cheese, I always put things in it, like mushrooms. That sounds nice. I don't have any mushrooms. Sorry. I gotta be like that. I don't know. But I learned how <laughs> to make um, those things with the stuff in them that like that and it flat. A panini? No. Um. The the thing quesadillas. Oh, you mean the thing on the tortilla? 
Yeah. The, like you, that. Didn't, you didn't know how to make a quesadilla? No, I just never had before. Oh. And then okay. I realized it was really easy, and it's like a grilled cheese. My yeah, it's a Mexican grilled cheese, basically. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, Rick taught me how to make a quesadilla using t- using two tortillas. Mm-hmm. It was like super hard to flip, but the result was you got a gargantuan quesadilla, so it was totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can, t- I can't even tell you how many times I was like panicking to clean up the stove because I had gotten cheese everywhere from making quesadillas when I was a kid. <laughs> Um, and I always try to, I'd always overstuff it. I'd be like, I'm going to put egg in it and bacon. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, this is like, maybe I should be making a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what I, maybe that's what my heart of hearts is trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of cooking going on thanks to the, the Rona. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and now I really do want grilled cheeses. I think I'm just going to make grilled cheese. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like the wildlife out there is pretty nice. Yeah, there's definitely something going on with some birds talking to each other. So <laughs> talking shit. Quite possibly. I would assume. I mean, what yeah. else would they be talking about? Mm. So, but uh yeah, I'm I I'm going to say overall other than Henwolf slowly recovering and one of the big bummers uh since she's a a large older dog, her bladder isn't the best. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely like let her out as often as I can. She's never had any like accidents in her crate or anything. And she's never had a full blown accident. She, the, the worst she has is she like pees a little while she's asleep on rare occasions. Oh. But, but after surgeries, it's, it happens. Like you have to watch yeah. her. Because her, her bladder's kind of loose from it. So, that's been hard, but it's finally over. It's been, it's been over a day now since she had like a little puddle from where she was sleeping. I know. And like, I don't get mad at her. I just, I'm just frustrated. Cause like, I gotta go clean that again. Like, I'm just like trying to keep everything clean and keep everything mm-hmm. okay. And my dogs are shockingly low maintenance in general. I mean, Chicano gets needy, but he doesn't like tear the house up or pee in the house or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I'm really nervous about what'll happen the day I get my third dog. I mean, total, not in the house, but the day that I get, because Henwolf is my first dog and Chicano is my second. When I get my third dog, because I've been so spoiled by two dogs that like never have accidents and never bite, never growl. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if I can keep that going forever. You know, I think you'd be surprised. I bet, <laughs> I bet you're just a really good dog owner and you'll just have really good dogs. Well, I mean, I don't, I maybe, I mean, I, I know that if, you know, if, and when I adopt a, a new dog, it's going to be another dog, probably more than four years old that, you know, is chill and needs a place and nobody wants them because everybody's stupid. And mm-hmm. so I get to win yeah. and get the good dog <laughs> while everybody else is like, I want this puppy that bit a baby. I'm stupid. Yeah. I'll be like, I want this old dog that's seen some shit. <laughs> this dog knows things. This dog's paid some taxes. <laughs> but uh so when are we gonna get you some dogs? I think it's time. No. Not I think it's time. No, not until I live in the forest, in the woods, in the mountains. I like how it's not live in the country, it's live in the forest. It's live yeah, in the woods. I, I, I wanna like don't wanna see anybody. 
my dog is gonna like hunt with me or hunt for me because I don't want to hunt. Like, you know. gonna say hunt with me? What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just gonna you go do it. You're, you're um, gonna hunt for like wild wild onions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and mushrooms. Yeah, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Why would your mind go to hunting first? I don't know because <laughs> I'm living off the land. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that is that that when you would give up vegetarianism because you'd be like I gotta I gotta live off of what I can catch. I think and I would try first to be a vegetarian. I'd be like I'm just gonna grow things, and then when I like almost died, I'd be like okay, I gotta <laughs> eat meat. <laughs> Time to eat me some squirrels. Yeah. I I mean you probably could get by. I mean if well if you only want to live off the land, yeah, it might be a little it might be hard. Tough. Um, it can take like it can take like a full acre to feed one person. That's a lot of acre sometimes i mean i don't know if you got some good corn growing and Mm -hmm. potatoes which are not hard to grow carrots you probably i think you probably grow kale Mm -hmm. i guess well but kale's nutritious i'm not i'm not not saying it because you're basic you know can i (laughs) can i grow something that's like can i grow like spinach instead i don't know that's pretty close to kale. I mean, nutrition-wise. It's pretty far off compared to kale. But I'm going to have to... I'm just going to grow spinach anyway. I don't care. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I don't do what you tell me. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I could, like... I could just be that person who, like, goes to the grocery store, like, every month, and I just stock up on things that I can't grow. Like, just get some, like, beans and... I mean, that's what you do now. It's just that what you can't grow is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just walk in. You just walk in there, and you get like a bro- a block of provolone cheese. You're like, and eh, the provolone tree just ain't doing it. <laughs> Gotta, I pr- I tried planting a grilled cheese tree. It just didn't take. I think the soil's <laughs> rotten. <laughs> but I I welcome the inevitable mountain man, Michelle, with open arms. Well, th- thanks. So so let's let's delve into this just a little bit more because we have a little bit of time left. What is the ideal Michelle in the middle of nowhere scenario? I, I don't really know. Um, I just I just I'll live in like a like a place. It's like maybe like a house and like I don't know, just just a place. And there's not a lot of people. And then I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. Are you going to build a house out of gingerbread so you can attract like local children? You know, it's- you you can't do that because it's not going to last that long enough. I think gingerbread probably wouldn't make it past like a rainstorm, especially like not if you. What am I like getting it, putting it together with? What if it was just gingerbread siding? It, it's going to be gross. <laughs> Yeah, it gets soggy pretty quick. Yeah, and then things would just eat it. And just my house would just be ants. But Ooh. then that's how you get your food. Oh, that's so cool. Like I just like continuously put out candy on my house so my house is just like black and moving all the time. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Like cuz I'm not attracting kids, like I just want ants on my house. <laughs> Why? Because it would be the scariest thing in the world if somebody was like happened upon my house and they're just like, what is that? Like, what's what's holding that house up? And then they, they get closer oh. and they're just like, ants. And, <laughs> and then 
they just run away? It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's the it's what we call the writhing cottage. It's, <laughs> it's just whole thing. Man, I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.